Hello, I'm Alex Mansfield, the host of Manny Talk Shooting, and welcome to another episode. This is the shooting podcast where I talk to individuals all across the shooting industry. We'll talk competition, self-defense, concealed carry. If you like this content, check out our YouTube channel, Manny Talk Shooting. And without further ado, let's get to this episode. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to another installment of Manny Talk Shooting, the shooting podcast on the internet because I'm a glutton for punishment and I like doing these in my free time. So uh, it's always a plus. But let's plug the title sponsor of the podcast. I'm going to have a lisp today because it's been a long day. <laughs> anyway, Go Fast, Don't Suck. Go check out Bill over at GoFastDon'tSuck.net. Um, he's got hoodies, hats, T-shirts, jerseys that you need them banners for your matches he's also got the new mesh banner material it's fabulous they don't break as easy um they're durable and you can kind of see behind them so you know that there's no shooter behind them so it's always a plus but go check them out go fast don't suck.net without further ado let's get to the guest of the show um, um a friend of a friend um uh, mr craig mccallaney hello how you how doing you? <laughs> i'm doing great craig how about you very well very well yeah so this has been a long time i've been this is, we've been on my docket for a minute, but uh, I just hadn't gotten around to it. But now now we're doing it, so it's all good. Cool. Happy to be on. Thank you. Excellent. Awesome. So for people who don't know, um, I guess we'll need to figure this out, is who is Craig and how did you get into shooting? Um, I, uh, geez, that's kind of like a, all right. So I, um, my career um, <clears throat> is I am a firefighter paramedic. I'm a lieutenant. Um, in the fire department, and I've been assigned the SWAT for 21 years, um, the past 21 years. So I got into competitive shooting <clears throat> about 2009, 10, and I really loved it, and I was doing it for a couple of years. I had a I had a daughter, and that all stopped. I didn't do it for years. Um, I was still on the SWAT team. I still did all that, but I didn't pick it back up until – my daughter was older. I started around 2019. And so what really got me back in, I, I was shooting, you know, production and open, you know, um, was PCC because we, we run, you know, we run rifles uh, we run Mark 18s, down defense stuff, um, uh, for SWAT. And I thought, you know, Hey, if anything, it would be, it would just help, you know, help the law enforcement side. It would help my tactical side, you know, mm-hmm. and the short, end of it and we, we can go into detail on that in a minute but like it, it it morphed into me being sponsored and me going to matches and you know so it, and it morphed into me meeting tom you know becoming best friends and just went from there you know and now i'm retired as of may 22nd so i can shoot more <laughs> there you <laughs> that's go a, that's the short end of the stick on that one so mm-hmm. craig what made you what made you want to be a firefighter paramedic i um in high school ever since high school when i when i um you know when you're a senior and they ask what do you want to do on the bottom of my thing says i want to be a firefighter you know so i kind of did it early i got lucky i got hired early i went to fire school you know emt paramedic school um i there's multiple reasons i love doing the job i love the camaraderie i love the teamwork with the guys i love the excitement um i love helping others knowing well knowing that you've made a difference it, like on those calls where you know, you know, your direct action, uh, you know, save someone's life or they're better from it. And that that's awesome. That's pretty much why most first responders get into the job. Um, what made me do the SWAT thing is our police department in 2001 started the SWAT team. And um, I wanted more, you know, I wanted to be a part of something more elite than just the fire department. So I, I, you know, 
it was a lot of legwork approached fire chiefs, police chiefs, all that had approvals city attorneys, everything else. And then started the SWAT medic program, um, with the, with our department, the police department. And I was just the sole guy. So I basically kind of sold it like, look, if I suck, you can kick me out and the, the program's over. If it works out good, let's add more guys. So it worked out well. And then we added more guys and it grew and grew and, you know, so that, uh, that's that in a nutshell. <laughs> so. mm -hmm. Now, um, when it comes to your daily job, well, your obligations, would you perform more the firefighting side or the, the paramedic side? That's a, I, I, I love them both, man. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I like, uh, I, I like working the medical side a lot. I'm a, I'm a lieutenant assigned to a rescue truck, but I love the fire stuff too. I mean, not just fires. I mean, you know, motor vehicle accidents, uh, you name it, whatever. Um, I like that stuff. It's, it's difficult to say. And then, you know, if you would ask me like, what, what do I like better being on the SWAT team or, you know, the fire department, it's hard, man. Cause the guys are awesome on both, you know, and it's gotta be 50, 50 for me. Gotcha. You know? Well, and it's, and I, I bet it's probably a very rewarding field to be in. You're able to make impacts on people's lives, you know, save lives and, and, uh, and definitely make the place uh, better through your actions, right? Yeah, I mean, you you do, man, and and uh, that's all first responders, and and you know, it's funny that you, everywhere you go, man, they're all mm -hmm. the same. All the guys are the same. The same right. people, same heart. It's the same. It's the same people. Like you right. could plug me into a fire engine in any anywhere, and it'll work. And then you, we could plug someone else down. It's all you know. It's all interchangeable because it's the same type of people, you know. Right now. Um... Now I lost my question, but it's a okay because uh, we'll just keep rolling. <laughs> I'll, I'll eventually okay. remember it. That's usually how it goes. But um, so you you know you did you took this big gap because of your daughter. Um, what made you decide back in 2019 to be like I want to go compete again? You know, just ran. Was it something random or was it something at work that kind of sparked it again? It it was it was a few things, man. It was like uh, when I was like, oh, there's PCC. You know, what's that? Feels like how, Oh, okay. Um. And I was getting the itch again. I really wanted to shoot. My daughter was getting older, so I didn't have to. Um, you know, I was remarried, so life had slowed down for me. Um, you know, pretty much, I was a single dad, and I had my daughter all the time. There was no time, and it wasn't good. And I didn't care. I wasn't going to go shoot. It was either shoot or be with her. Well, that's an easy one. So I didn't, you know. But w a lot of factors had to fall into place. I had to have, you know, be remarried. I had to have time. And... Um, and I was kind of thinking like, look, this is going to benefit, you know, the law enforcement side and it's going to be fun. So whatever, let's just try, you know, and I love it. I had a plan. That was awesome. I had so much fun. And, you know, I just took it from there and, you know, went over, went head over. The reason why I didn't do it earlier is because I was just afraid. I know how I am. I would mm -hmm. like it. And I just, you know, go all in, you know, and now that in 2019 was the right time. If I'd have done it earlier, it would have been a mistake. You know, so, um, but it was, it was the right time. And that's why I wanted to do it. It kind of, kind of just worked out the way it did. Well, that's pretty awesome. So when you jumped back in, you started with PCC, what were you, what rifle were you shooting at that time? Um, a JP, um, GMR 15, which is a, a great rifle, you know, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. They're really good rifle. And then, um, you know, uh, we can morph into how, <laughs> How, how Da Vinci happened, but um, yeah. So JMR 15 is what I started with. And I, I, I like that gun. Excellent. Man. Now, did you leave it stock or did you tinker with it? No, stock. 
and from the factory that sucker was ready to go you know um it was a great gun still is a good gun so yeah well that's pretty awesome yeah i mean you can't go wrong it seems like back i don't know was da vinci even around in 2019 or or as big as it was it was nowhere near as big um uh 2020 is when um uh tom got sponsored with da vinci and um and then i kind of <laughs> he reminds me all the time and you know we can bash tom <laughs> right he, he i got the sponsorship because of him you know and you know he shoves it in my face and you know reminds me all the time but i in 2020 i got sponsored with da vinci and uh my i shot my first nats um 2020 with the da vinci and uh i won b class so hey you know with that gun um but yeah there you go 2020 shooting with a da vinci a brand new rifle when in b class now how now let's dive into that real quick how did that make you feel winning you know you're going to nats and you're winning your class at nats how'd that make you feel oh it was awesome you know uh, i i mean the thing is is though you know how this sport is like it's a it's like a constant search never-ending search of perfection and you're never going to get there like i i know i won but then i would look at you know max leo grandis or even tom shooting and it's just like dang come you know there's so far to go like i remember like you know shooting the match and you could just hear max he was on the bay beside us with him and josh just the just the level of speed he was going and you know and then i would look at tom and tom is just a significantly better shooter than me still and so like you realize like you haven't reached anything <laughs> it's like i mean I, I i don't get me wrong i celebrated i was happy but i knew i had a long way to go you know mm -hmm. i do i still do right so um how long did it get you take you to get out of b class at that point I don't think long. I think um, I think that next state match, I was bumped to A. I think after that, or, or maybe it was Nats. I don't remember. One of the two. Mm -hmm. um, either the because the Nats was later in the year, and then that January, I was bumped to A after the Florida State match. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So, and then I mean, because you, if I'm not mistaken, you're a grandmaster or a master no, PC. I'm a master. I'm nowhere near a GM, I don't think, in my opinion. People tell me differently, but that, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you still got that M next to your name. That's still really damn hard anyway. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it is. It is. So I, mean, I probably could have blown some classifiers out and gotten GM, but, you know, I'm in, you know, it'll happen when it happens. That's that's my opinion. Right. I kind of feel the same way. Like, you know, this year, is like, my shooting has gone very well and I'm okay with sticking in the class I'm in long as I'm performing in my classification percentile at major matches and, and beating higher class shooters that, that it's always. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard for you. You got to beat GMs at this point then. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, if you, my last performance at area six, it was, you know, I hate, I hate trash on myself, but you know, it was not well, you know, not as good as what I should have shot, but, um, and it wasn't up to like it wasn't it wasn't as good as the area six before that. I think the area this the area six before that I shot ninety four percent. This mm -hmm. one I was like ninety one, and I you know was like seventh, and so it wasn't wasn't good, you know. So, but it's you know what honestly those bad performances are you know just a kick in the butt, you know. I know I've got to fix stuff, so you know, but still making rookie mistakes too, man. Which is you know it is what it is. It's a constant you know constant right. fixing of minutia is what I call it. You know? Right. Yeah. There's no, you're never, you're, you're exactly right. And you're never going to be 100% happy with every performance. Nope. 
Nope. So, yeah. And I, and I guess that what makes us, you know, we're all type A personalities, alpha males, it seems like on the range. And we all want to, we all want to be the top dog, but it never seems to be that work out no. that way for everybody. No, but like, um, you know, my mental game is usually, you know, pretty on point, but there, you know, like if you ever hear like people talk, like you ever, you've heard it too. I'm sure when you ask people, Hey, how's your match going? And then someone will say like, Oh, you know, I shot that mic and you know, Mm-hmm. I just don't do that. I hate doing, I don't talk. I don't trash myself or cause talk that negative talk in a match is kill you. So, you know, even when that happened in area six, I, I skipped the target. I never, when I was stage planning, it sounds so elementary and, you know, rookie, but I stayed at uh, stage four. I, I was stage planning and I, I totally missed this target. So when I ran the stage, I didn't shoot the target cause it, I didn't even know. And then Logan Saunders like, buddy, you forgot. I was like, Oh man. You know, so that was like my third stage, you know, and uh, it is what it is. I, I I didn't say, oh, my match is done. You know, I was like, OK, well, I'm still in the fight. I'll do what I got to do, you know, but I was not trashing myself or nothing like that. Um, but when stuff like that happens, you look back and you go, man, that should you really should not. That should not happen to me, you know, but it did. So it won't ever happen again. <laughs> but right i agree with you yeah it doesn't the the negative the negative stuff on the range doesn't help and especially it just it just makes you feel worse and makes your match tank even farther so Mm -hmm. and i hate i don't like hearing guys go well you know since i lost my match i didn't care anymore and i shot better and it doesn't mean you don't have to care you just got to be focused and do what you got to do you know it's not it's execution it's all it is you know that right 100 percent. agree on that one so um you said you said you started shooting the da vinci in 2020 have you i i know david likes you to let everyone build their kind of gun out to how they want it right yeah what anything special you've done with yours or so um yeah he i i like tinkering not not constantly tinkering but i like just to try different stuff and you know um and see what's out see what you know what works what doesn't what what's better you know listen even a little percentage increase in performance is increased but so i i um he made a three-port comp and uh um sent it out to me to mess around with and um i'm shooting that i like it i like it a lot um he usually uses a two-port comp and you would think oh three's better not i mean it's not really it took a lot of tinkering to figure out um changing the bullet and all that but i personally like it better now if you were to compare both guns, man, it would be really hard to tell. But anyway, that's that's the kind of I'm just shooting one. I think there's only one of those, and that's the one. Um, mm-hmm. Is it is it way better? No, it's not. But it, you know, I like it better in my opinion. I I shoot. Um, I was using a JP um, uh, buffer, the uh, silent captured recoil spring, and um, I switched to Corey's buffer and. I, I love it. I mean, it, it, it to me, it's a significant improvement, and I like it a lot. Now, have you tried his Gen 2 buffer yet? Yeah, I have it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's very good. Very yeah, I was good. I was excited to see when he came out with his new, re, it seems more defined, but or refined than the first yeah. gen, so it, yep. it adds so much more adjustability. It's beefier, yep. And I what I love about that buffer, with the JP, you could not, unless you, to change... To change buffer weights on the JP was a real big pain in the butt. Um, with Corey's buffer, you can you can make that super light down. Like if you want to shoot steel and have the lightest shooting gun possible, you could put his light springs in there and get a super light load. It's still going to function. 
with the JP, you had to pull off the ring and change out all those weights. And so you couldn't do the same thing as fast. No way. Mm-hmm. So uh, Corey's is just much easier to adjust to whatever one you want to shoot. Like he, I was shooting a 125 and I switched to a 147 and it was super easy. I just changed out some springs, figured out what works. You can do that at the range. You can't do that with a JP. You know, and I'm not trying to trash JP because it's excellent equipment, but uh, I like Corey's. <laughs> right. So. So why, what made you, speaking of bullet weight, why do you want to switch from a 125 to a 147 grain? I, so it took me a little while with the three port comp to test different bullet weights, test different loads, test different powders. And I liked Corey's buffer with that three port comp and a 147 bullet. Um, I have less dot oscillation. To me, it's everything is in the dot. You know what I mean? Like that's what I look at. I don't really care about you know recoil coming straight back it's it's what do i see in the dot you know how much is that oscillating so um and does it return to to the point of aim ran right back to it and so that just kind of worked out best for me everybody's different right that's just what i like best and what works for me right now do you have any issues ever with uh, ro's not getting your correct time yes yes (laughs) what was that uh what pan american yes Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> How many oh, reshoots yeah. was that? Oh yeah. Yep. Three in a row. I think I shot that stage four times or something. <laughs> and back to back to back to back. And that was the last shooter and it didn't get us so out. Reload, shoot, reload. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was uh that was interesting. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, that definitely could be that could kill a match right there. You know, you burn it down, you're like, sweet. And then you're yeah. like, oh, and I gotta do it again. Yeah. And then eventually you're just going to get tired because that's a lot. Of- I just, it was funny. I just kept doing it. Tom, even Tom afterwards was like, dude, that was incredible. <laughs> He's like, you just kept going the same, the same, the same, the same. It was like nothing changed. So it was, thank God I did that. <laughs> and then right. Dave or, you know, well, someone well, tried just- to talk to me in the middle of it. I was like, just, just, I need to, you know, I got to reload and go, man. Cause I was the last shooter. I would have to reshoot. And then I reshot again and I had to reshoot again. <laughs> so were so they at least nice and loaded? They should have loaded your magazine for you. <laughs> no, they were cool. I mean, the R was the God bless him. He was, he was nice. It was just, it is what it is, man. You, just, you can't get everything you want every which way all the time. So he finally got it right. <laughs> it worked out good for me. Now, if it really sucked for me, yeah, would have been, you know, not happy, but whatever, it was fine. You know, it, it was just pretty much the same time each time and the same hits each, each time. So. Right. Well, at least it showed you the consistency, though, in your training and your skill yeah. level, right? Yeah, it was consistent. And it was an unloaded start on the, on the belt. <laughs> so I had to, you know, take the mag out, put it in. That's the thing. It wasn't just a draw. It was like an unloaded start. So I had to load it, racket, load it, racket, load it, racket, you know. <laughs> Thank God I didn't screw it up. You know, but it was a yeah, – that was interesting. That was a fun match. It was a good match. Mm-hmm. How, how many stages did that match end up being? Oh, boy. Uh, 30? Or – that gum. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, because you were, it was like the whole Da Vinci, it was like a Da Vinci squad with what? Zach Smith from Terratech? Yeah, we, we were trashing him. He's, he was fun. We had a good time. He's a good dude. Real good dude. Him and Marco, too. I'm friends with the guys. And and, and Marco, we, we shot in Aruba together a couple times. and um, But we had fun with Zach. It was cool. Yeah. We so, made him a de facto Da Vinci member. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Now, you said, you know, you're just talking about Aruba. How many, um, matches outside the states have you actually gone to um aruba twice the czech republic uh last year was it last year i think it was last, yeah 
and um i mean puerto rico if you count that i mean you did have um, to take a plane so i guess yeah 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 take a plane to puerto rico um and then as a matter of fact i was talking with Dave today there's a there's a probably pretty good possibility of guatemala in november so we'll see um oh, that'll be fun yeah interesting yep it'll be warm <laughs> yeah but hey yeah. it doesn't matter you're in florida it's always warm i wear a jacket twice a year in south florida i've born and raised in miami still here Mm-hmm. it's jacket weather twice a year and that's it you know it's not never cold here <clears throat> yeah, that's for sure i was i remember we went out the wife and i went on a cruise and we got we were in miami and she, she packed these little packable coats i'm like what the hell are we gonna need those for when we uh, go back home <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, if you come was... down in august you're gonna you know it's rough in august yeah that, that just means i'll melt like an ice cream sickle right yeah you know, it sucks man and even, even people that live here they, they say it sucks we all say it sucks in August. Right, but you still all go out shoot matches and you're out and about in August. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not like yeah, the people it, in Texas who take the summer off because it's too hot. Yeah. I mean, I don't I've never I, I've only been to Texas once. I haven't been shooting there. I'm sure temperature wise is probably hotter than here, but humidity wise, humidity is horrible here, you know. Yeah. So it's like ninety five degrees with a thousand percent humidity, you know. Right. You just like, drip sweat as soon as you walk out of a building. Yeah, dude. Oh, I hate that. I know. You walk outside and you sweat your butt off. You know, but yeah so um what current goals do you have in shooting right now um my goals so you know a back back to me and tom like you know me and tom shoot together and you know he helps me out uh you know he'll tell you that i frustrate the crap out of him you know sometimes (laughs) um but i've got to work in in area six you know expose a lot of those things thankfully you know which is good um i've got to work on my footwork and i've got to work on um the main thing is footwork for me. And uh, so that's one of my biggest focuses now is getting that. I, st- I don't have small gains. I was telling Tom, I go, I know I still have large gains to make. Even as a master, I go, I, I, I know I can be much better. Like, and I, I don't, not little, not a little bit better. I can make major gains. So making, fixing the footwork, you know, is going to be a big, big one. Match, getting to uh, match goals. Um, so my goals now after retirement is to shoot uh, more, um, but to be able to properly juggle having my family, you know, and, and, and still being able to shoot. So, you know, I, I don't want to overdo it, <laughs> you know, but you know, I am going to get to shoot a lot more. So that's what I'm happy. That's one of the biggest things I'm happy about. The other thing, um, other goals, nationals. Um, I got my eye focused on that. Um, and, uh, now that's kind of where I'm at right now, but I'm going to try to do as many matches this year as I possibly can. And, uh, and we'll see where that goes. I really am hoping, you know, speaking, you know, speaking of match goals, um, world shoots coming. Um, I, I'm definitely not good enough to make the national team for the regular team, but as a senior, I, you know, hopefully I got a shot, you know, I don't know, but hopefully. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where my goals are at. Those are, and I honestly think those are fair goals too. I mean, you know, you're being realistic with yourself. It's not like I'm going to go be a national champion tomorrow. It's like we all know we've got those those footsteps in the right direction. But it's but it's not it's not like um, you know, I know that fixing my footwork, mm-hmm. um, making transitions better, those things will increase match performance better. You know, mm-hmm. so those are the you know you got to focus on the processes that that gets you to where you want to be not 
I want to win. Okay. But what are you going to do to win, man? You know, are you, not just, oh, when you go to a match, what are you going to do? Oh, I want to, I want to win B. All right. But you thinking about winning B does not a damn thing for you at a match. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, all right, I need to focus. I need to focus on A's. I need to call alphas. I need to, you know, all those things, the, the, the processes that, that will help you get to that end result goal. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys hear him talk about, oh, I want to, you know, I want to win this in the middle of the match. Like, that's not where you should be thinking, man. You shouldn't be thinking about winning this. You know, you should be thinking about what are you going to do to get as many points as you can and, and to d- do the best you possibly can. And how it shakes out is how it shakes out. Cause like you, you shot the best match you could, but think about it. If some other B guy got in there and just burned it all down, it's not a damn thing you could do about it, you know, mm-hmm. but you still shot great. It's, it is what it is. You can't control how someone else shoots, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the one thing is, yeah, you can only put the performance you can put down. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. And I know, I know Tom, I, I know luckily enough, Tom has not been frustrated with me yet. Like you <laughs> and all of his the rest of his friends. Oh, you know? dude, he, yeah. yeah. So I, I still get good advice and he's not, you fucking retard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, it, you'll know when he starts calling you names. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, the level like, of friendship that you've reached. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, luckily enough, like I, I met Matt Kobe earlier this year at the Michigan section. The first <laughs> oh, time boy. I met him. <laughs> the first time I met him in person. But uh, oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a funny dude. He's a good dude. He, he is a good dude. and uh, I miss him. Uh, you, you can come up. Just come up and visit. You'll need a jacket, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, so we were taught, we, you know, I met him at my Michigan section match that I ran. And, you know. He, he's a goofy motherfucker and then he he was shooting with tom at area five and he's just like i don't know what i'm doing this for anymore <laughs> well of yeah. course you know he's shooting with tom he's shooting with nils he's shooting with john vlieger yeah, yeah. like i am b-class trash <laughs> yeah yeah that's well, a good that's a good sport though yeah yeah he's a good dude yeah but so did you did you end up ever hearing about his dq at uh michigan section no what happened there i didn't hear so, about that <laughs> so um I'll share his story, but, uh, he, uh, he shot the whole match. So as the, the day went on, a, a cold front came in and it started to rain. So it was kind of shitty and he's a, he's true Florida man, right? It's too cold for him. It's like 40 degrees. He's wearing a hoodie, a coat, some gloves, and his whole squad's making fun of him for the most part because he's a Florida man. But, uh, he gets to the last stage. He shoots his last stage. He goes to unload and show clear, um, he drops the hammer. No, he drops the bolt down for some reason. Oh, because he, he unloaded and showed cleared, and he's about to hammer down and then flag it. With the it was his so cold hands, um, when the bolt went forward, the rifle flew out of his hands. Oh my so, gosh. As he's getting ready to unload the gun, he's shot the whole match. He's oh like, This is the worst. I'm like, sorry, bro. I don't that sucks shooting in the cold. I don't know. That just does not sound fun, man. It doesn't sound fun. Yeah, so but he he did ask me to bring this up and you need to share your Nat's DQ story. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> that was a rough one, man. I can't blame anybody else, but good lord, what a what a gut punch. I was um so it was first day of Nats. I shot really well. I was I think I was winning A by like 20 points, right? Mm-hmm. Uh it's 2021. And I go into day two, I'm shooting well. And um uh, I forgot what stage it was. Anyway, there's no one downrange, but I've got my gun there, and I got a hearing. I got hearing problems. I mean, I should have. 
I have hearing aids, but I don't wear them. But anyway, that, that doesn't matter. He, I, he, the RO started to say, make ready. And I pulled the flag out and he told me I didn't finish my saying the full make ready. You're DQ'd. So I was like, oh, so called Troy over and Troy listened to what he said. He goes, yeah, I was, I, I said, Muh. and then he pulled the flag out at Muh. And then, so that, he, he DQ'd me. Did, did, did he do the right thing? Well, technically it is what it is, man. I should have waited. I mean, so it was just a little tough to swallow. I wasn't, I didn't yell at anybody. You know, I just took it like a man, you know, um, it sucked. It was a pretty bad gut punch. And I felt bad. I, I was watching or following our squad and helping them pace and stuff. And, you know, and I was watching Josh get DQ'd on one of the stages, Freilich. Mm-hmm. And I went up to him and go, bro, I know how you feel, man. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, it was, I felt bad. He was doing really well too. Um, it is what it, <laughs> it is. What it is. Yeah. Um, but that, that rule, that breaks rule number one. Don't be a dick. That guy was definitely a dick. I mean, I don't know. Tom says the guy was a nice guy. You know, look, it's I gave him the opportunity to DQ me. It's my fault, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I should never have given anybody the opportunity to DQ me. You know, now you're just putting your whole match in someone else's hands. So that's that's totally on me. Right. You know? I don't have any ill will to the guy. I don't even know him and whatever. He did the right thing. It is what it is. You know. Yeah. But it's just uh, <laughs> just <laughs> just like now I learned my lesson. Another hard lesson I had to learn. You know that you know, I don't I don't pull that I don't touch a damn thing until someone tells me the full make ready and you know it's it is what it is. <laughs> I guess so. I tough, mean, that, that just sucks. That I uh-huh. still make, I, I still think Kobe's DQ story is worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, but mine was mine. Mine sucked because I was winning. <laughs> I was you winning. Were winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that 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 definitely does suck. And at least it didn't put you in a sour mood, a super sour mood to be like, I'm never coming back. You know, I'm done shooting. No, 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 no. I blame myself, man. I didn't blame him. Um, what? I mean, I like I said, I put, I gave him the opportunity to do that. You know, mm-hmm. which is on me. Right. You know? Fair enough. Now, somebody really wants to know because we did get some listener questions: is what is it really like traveling with Tom? <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> um, so I when I try with, with Tom, I take I I take illegal drugs with me, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Man. <laughs> um, we you know we we talk. I mean, we uh, actually on Area Six, we on the way up, we were I forgot what we were yelling at each other for. We we're both yelling at each other, <laughs> and uh, you know it's it's fun man i mean we're two best friends so it is what it is it's it's um it's constantly talking you know and i mean when one of other tom's other podcasts it's he was talking about how he's always talking and i'm always like but 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's not like i mean it's like that but not as bad as that <laughs> right well and you guys were riding in what sam's uh sam's truck yeah. right well we drove up in tom's truck mm-hmm. and then we drove to sam's and then we we rode in Sam's truck, yeah, to to the mat uh, to the match back and forth, right? Um, with the video, with the with the movie player and the darn thing, and watch it. That thing's awesome. Have you seen that thing? I think I just watched the little clip that Tom posted of it. But it's it looked- freaking awesome. Yeah, they don't make it for my truck. My truck's older. I love that thing. That is really cool. Yeah, you know, time, but, time, yeah he's watching time to, movies while he's driving. <laughs> time to go get a new truck while, yeah. right now. 
Yep. Retirement money, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I won't. I, I love my truck, man. It's going to take a, my truck's going to have to blow up for me to get rid of it. It's 2004. I love it. But Damn, that thing's still, riding, that's almost 20 years old. Yeah. But riding with Tom is fun. I mean, uh, it's interesting. A lot of talking. We, we go back and forth, um, you know, but uh, dude, he's a good soul, man. That's the only thing I can tell you. He's a good dude. He wears mm -hmm. his heart on his sleeve, you know, and that's a good thing and sometimes a bad thing. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can I can definitely understand where they think that he's a little too uh, he's too much of a character, but I mean, it makes him who he is, right? You know, he he is very bolsterous yeah. and loud, and he he doesn't care what you think because yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is like, dude, he bends over backwards to help other people. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of you know, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, did you make? Did he have all of his snacks with him? Because he definitely has to have his bag of food at the match. Um, no, I mean going up, it's like try to eat as good as you can. You know, he mm -hmm. didn't bring a bunch of crap with him. Well, we didn't have. I don't think we. No, we didn't. We had a. No, he didn't have all the snacks in the truck. But he at the match, yeah, he brings a bunch of that crap. You know, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he brings his like protein shake, his bananas, his whole jar of peanut butter because. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't mess with him in his snacks because he's gonna hurt you. <laughs> no, I know, I know. He um he wasn't you know he speaking of he wasn't happy with his Area Six performance either you know but um it is what it is the the the, the first half of that match for him I the best I've ever seen him shoot. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it doesn't count. But still you know it is what it is. Right. Um, mine was solid. Like I said, it was it was there was lots of areas of improvement um steel was a pain in the butt for me you know and it usually is never an issue for me but this match it was a lot of makeup shots on steel stupid not not you know there's no but you that kills you those, those are time killers right um, that's at least what half a second at least in, yeah in lost time yeah. yeah you know which is a ton of time but yeah now who was your direct comp now were you be able when you shot area six were you able to directly compete against other pcc shooters um yeah, well, not on my squad, but I mean, my competition, you know, Jason Clark, um, Corey Shield, you know, my other teammate guys, my friends, you know, I try to gauge my performance, you know, against them. Last year, I think I, I beat both of them, which is a rarity. Usually, Corey and Jason beat me usually, um, but last year's performance was really good. I guess it was just a, a one-off, but um, they're my direct competition. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I don't, man, I don't, it, it, to me, I'm, I'm shooting more against myself, man. I know it sounds really stupid, but, um, like there's so many things I got to worry about and fix. I don't really think about anybody else, man. Right you know? now, do you check scores throughout the match or do you wait until the end of the day or at the end of the match? To me, uh, and I'm sure they're the guys at the top level, which I'm not do that. And, you know, they can, you know, get a lot from it. But if I'm checking scores, <clears throat> I'm not thinking about shooting, in my opinion. So I don't usually check scores at the in the middle of the match. I just don't. Um, I'll do it at the end, but I need to focus on the next stage and the next stage and the next stage and all the things I got to do and all that. So that's just me. Uh, it helps a lot of people. I know that these top guys do it. And, you know, um, and I'm not trying to say it's not a good thing. But for me, I just don't, you know, I don't, I don't check it. Mm -hmm. 
because it, it, to me, it, it, if looking at someone else's score, I know that some people say it helps you, but I worry about me and I'll try to shoot the best I possibly can. And then, you know, and then see what happens from there. You know, um, right. that's kind of how I do it. Right. I agree with you on that. I mean, yeah, it definitely can put you in the wrong mindset. It puts you definitely in that results-based shooting kind of mentality instead of process, which definitely yeah. definitely hurts a lot more than it helps, I'd feel. It, I mean, I think if you're at that top level where you can adjust things, you know, I think specific stages, like before a match starts, like sometimes I'll look and see, okay, what what are the hit factors? What are, you know, what are the times on these stages? Just to kind of give me some information. Mm-hmm. After that, when I'm starting to shoot, I'm I'm not looking at anything. I don't check it. So. Right. Now, um, what about you? Do you check scores or no? I mean, this last match I did, but that was more of a okay. I'm on pace kind of thing because I had to shoot through, so I didn't. So they they got to shoot. Like when I was shooting staff, the staff had already shot half a day already before I even picked up my gun. So I was just, I'd check like, okay, I'm in the ballpark. It's not like pace is terrible off, but I don't let it, I didn't let it really sink into me. But I think that was the first time I did that too. You got to I think if you check scores, you've got to have a very, very, very good mental game. Um, And be able to, which I, I do. I do have a good mental game, but <clears throat> I don't see the huge benefit to me to be thinking about something other than what I'm, I should be doing. And that's my opinion. Now, if I ever reach the top level, I'm sure, you know, maybe my, my opinion will change, but I'm not there yet. You know, so um, it doesn't really help me. I don't think really. Right. Fair enough. Now, I guess I'll ask this as a two part question. Before retirement, what was your training schedule like? And then what is it now mm-hmm. afterwards? It was tough, man. Um, you know, Tom makes fun of me. You know, I don't get to shoot. I don't shoot a lot of matches. I don't shoot, you know, shooting locals was, is just rare for me. Really tough. Because um, when I have my daughter and I have her a lot, but when I have her, I'm not going out shooting. I'm with her, you know. So, um, and then when I'm on shift, I can't shoot. So, um, you know, getting out to local matches was really, really tough getting to major matches. I didn't get to do a lot of major. I don't really get to do a lot of major matches every year now, you know, maybe five or four, you know? Um, so before retirement was, was really hard just to kind of squeeze any little time I could to, to go shooting and practice. Now practicing, I dry fire. I'm a big proponent of dry firing. I would go to the range, the police range. And empty out the range and just, uh, you know, a 25 yard indoor bay. And I would just set up stuff and just dry fire. Dry fire. Um, I'd go to Homestead Training Center and do live fire training, you know, when I could. Usually about once every three weeks, I would get down there once every two weeks. Um, now being retired, the summer, you know, like next week, you know, I have a lot of, I have a lot more time, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm shooting a, I shot a local match. I had to go to New York City <clears throat> over the week for, move my steps on but i shot a local match before that i'm shooting a local match this saturday you know so i'm going to be able to shoot a lot more you know um and majors so that i'm excited about you know like i said i'm trying to be careful and not go crazy you know and just you know but i'm going to be doing a lot more Mm -hmm. and i'm happy about that real happy 
Well, that's good. Now, typically when you go to Homestead, would you go by yourself or do you find somebody else to go with you? So many, many, many times I was by myself doing my own thing. I have my own steel. I run my own bay. Um, you know, Christine Baker, who's another Da Vinci shooter. She, um, she'd meet me down there sometimes and we'd shoot together. But, um, the vast majority of the times was just me running through my running through drills, setting stuff up and all that. So, mm-hmm. but which, you know, I kind of, I, first off, I love to train with Christine. I think she's really cool to train with, mm-hmm. but it's also good to just sometimes be on your, be on your own and just do your own thing and just, you can concentrate on yourself and that's it, you know? So. Right. But now, so now that I have more time, Tom is about three and a half hours from me. So, there's going to be times where I'm just going to drive up early in the morning, shoot with him all day, you know, and drive back. So that's going to happen too. He's up in Tampa and I'm down here in Miami. Mm-hmm. But, well, that's beneficial then, especially when with you having the, the relaxed schedule now, you don't, you're not yeah. on shift all the time. I'm home every night. You know, it's funny. I'm still on the SWAT page out. So it's like, you're getting page outs <laughs> and all this stuff. I'm like, Nope, I'm not going, <laughs> I don't, I'm not going no more. So, I mean, it's, so it's, it's nice to have, you know, it's nice to be nice for the next chapter. You know, that's what I, I'm right. happy about that. Exactly. And that's always the nice thing too, is, you know, you're able to retire, you put your time in, you're, you're able to do what you enjoy now. Exactly. So we were talking a little bit about my matches, you know, you said you've shot area six already this year. Um, what's still left in the schedule? So area one in July, and then, um, I'm going to be adding another match or two. So Padavan, uh, the owner of Da Vinci, mm-hmm. he called me today. We're talking about um, Guatemala. That may happen in November. Um, the other matches this year left on the plate are the um, South Florida section at Extreme GM down, I think that's in December or, or late November. Um, the Nationals, of course, um, and Ipsic Nationals as well that's also in volusia and then um i put in for the idpa world shoot just for the hell of it and if i get it i get it <laughs> i got like two points so there's probably like zero chance but i'm like screw it man you know it'll be fun i'll be able to do it and it's no i think it's october november i don't remember right but, um, it could be fun yeah you know I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do it so um i'm gonna looking at another area or sectional match maybe the tennessee match i was looking through the the USPSA book. Um, my parents live up in Tennessee. So I was thinking maybe the Tennessee sectional, maybe something like that. So those are the, those are the ones that I can think of offhand. Um, and we'll see. Um, it would have been really cool to shoot area five, but I was in New York. Uh, it w- wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know. Area eight, I'm going to miss out on, which I still make, I mean, it's like full, you know, and I'd like to shoot with Tom, but it's like that squad's full. And I, I got to look and see what's available. And, but for sure, probably one of the sectional matches out of state, I'm definitely going to do. So. Right. Well, and it's nice. You're, you're more available to go do that. And that's going to be cool. You're going to go to Montana for the, probably the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I get to shoot with Mason. Um, he's a good dude. I met him at Nats and like him a lot. Um, that's his home area. So it'll be fun. I'm going to hopefully maybe get a couple days to go look around stuff. Me and Tom are going up there. Maybe we can sightsee and go to Yellowstone and stuff and go see some buffaloes. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fun. But, um, you know, there's going to be more matches for me. So I'm happy about that. So I just, uh, 
like I said, I'm looking now and I'm looking to add some more stuff this year. So, right. And the good thing is I can't, I don't have to worry about getting time off or, you know, <laughs> it's just nice. <laughs> I don't right. know. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it, man. It's awesome. Yeah. You don't have to worry so much about it. You just have to get a significant other approval before you yeah. leave. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yep. Which is easier said than done for most people. Yeah. I mean, I think she, she's on board with a lot of stuff, but Tom will tell you differently, but whatever. Right. <laughs> so, so he's the one, he just needs to call her, right? Is that usually how it goes to get yeah, approval? Like, oh, that's your wife. I'm like, dude, it's not, what do you shoot? What do you got? What do you got planned coming up? What matches are you shooting? Um, so I just shot what area five. I shot so in the beginning of May, I shot Buckeye Blast area five at, just last weekend. Um, next weekend, so we'll be Kentucky. So I'm gonna go shoot Kentucky, and then I've got one more major after that, I think. I think it's gonna happen, but I don't know what the numbers they have on the match. It, it doesn't seem financially viable for them, so we'll see. Are you going to go to Nats? No, I'm not going to go to Nats. I ran out of, I don't have a, a bunch of vacation time to spend for matches, but, mm -hmm. uh, so that's the trick. Uh, I did spend some vacation time, took some time off cause Tom's going to come up here and teach a class. So I kind of swapped that out. So that's not, gonna yeah, be that's too cool. Big. That's, yeah. um, that's like, interesting. I, I, you know, he, um, it's funny how, um, him and I started where, um, I was shooting area six, 2019, 2019 at, uh, okay. Corral. And I didn't even know Tom, you know, it was my first, uh, one of my first major matches and, um, I was shooting B PCC and, um, he's shooting, I watched him and Max Legrand shoot. And I was like, wow, these two guys are really good. You know? Um, I didn't even know who Max Legrand was. Mm -hmm. He's just badass, You know, like I was just shooting. He's awesome. And I was watching Tom and, um, how he shot and I, he was really good even back then. Um, and I, uh, I won B, won B class area six. And I, um, at the awards, I went to him and Hey, you know, do you, I didn't have anybody to coach me or whatever. And I wanted to get training. I'm like, Hey, do you teach classes? Can you give me a class? And he's like, Oh, I never thought about that. But you know, that was kind of like his first guy that asked him and he started teaching from there and we became, you know, hit it off and became best friends, you know, right there. Um, but, uh, now look at it. I mean, he's, he's awesome. He's, he's a great teacher. You know, the guy gives 150% of the classes, you know, right. but uh, Man, you can really, if you get time, if anyone gets really time to know him and inter interact, I mean, really, they do understand that he does care. He's not just this big, rough and tough guy. He really does yeah. care. Dude, when he's done with a class, that guy, he's exhausted. I mean, that guy just doesn't, he's nonstop, you know? Yeah. Um, she just took an IV of fluids up to him so he doesn't have to drink any liquids. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but so, you know, that's that. Um, but do you have any more, like you, you have any more major matches left in the year, like any other later in the year or no, my schedule ends pretty much in July. Unfortunately, just, it's so weird. All my matches ended up being in the beginning of the season. So everyone pushed them super early, which is not a, it's not, terrible because then they're kind of over with but i'm hoping next year to go to nationals depending on where open nationals is okay that's just me though i don't it's nothing I wrong heard that that I, I heard it filled up like in minutes yeah when they opened it up like it was done 
like filled up. Yeah, it's. But, uh, I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I've talked to a few people. They're like, "How do I get a slot?" I'm like, "Well, you just got to ask the sec like like the section slots. You know, the section gets so many yeah. slots, and they figure it out." But I'm hoping, I'm hoping it's not in Alabama. But we'll see. I mean, I I may drop a, some major matches next year just so I could go to nationals. So I'm not eating up a bunch of time. Cause that's a freaking it's a 12 hour drive i think for me to get to talladega oh man where are yeah. you coming from well michigan, uh, yeah middle of michigan so i mean i'm probably about the same i mean driving from i drive to tom's and then we go up there but it's probably from my house it's probably 12 hours you know up to talladega right yeah it's i'm looking i want to go to nationals um but we'll see we'll see how that uh yeah if that actually plays out eventually. <laughs> yep. When are you yeah. going to make uh what's your goal about shooting? Are you going to go to a class soon? Or are you just going to stick in B and see what happens? I guess I'll say this is I'm, my goal is to not be a sandbagger. My goal is to perform to the level of an, like eventually it'll happen. It's one of those things, but I'm not going to intentionally bomb a classifier to not bump or anything like but like even if that like my last two major match performances well this one in particular this area five is far exceeds like any class where i've currently shot like yeah. i got classified in open with a karyopics minor gun yeah just because yeah. i wanted to be class I, I didn't want to go into the season unclassified yep which, yep. which just sucks being like oh look at i'm unclassified yep so, agreed i mean yeah. i still shot some decent stores with scores with uh the minor gun, but it definitely, uh, definitely doesn't help when you, uh, when you get there, but, um, I'm okay with being and B realistically, as long as the skill level is higher than that. So, and I, and I think a couple, you know, a couple more months behind the gun and I'm really going to be locked in really ready to go and performing well. So I'll tell you what's an interesting division is limited optics that that looks like it's going to be a huge division, I think. I would agree with you on that. I could see that. Like, but when I also when they also said, "Oh, the hit factors are going to be based off of open," and is that really see, what it is? Really? Oh boy. I think they're a mix of like. Hopefully, yeah. they're a mix. Like, because I had a friend of mine. He's a B class shooter, and he shot a ninety five percent on a fixed time classifier in limited optics, and I'm like, oh, "What?" Hmm. But so I don't. I th- they might be a little skewed, but it, it, I yeah. don't. It's yeah. I know that when they did PCC, I know that they were you know <clears throat> the class the the hit factors were a little bit off. You know when mm-hmm. in the beginning, I think they're leveled out now. Um, yeah, because they actually have real data to compare. You know, for these classifiers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's you know especially when they because they could tell when they made them, and then you get the best best 10 scores and you average it out or something like that and yeah makes the high hit factor and then it's all a percentage off of that so exactly i don't know how i feel about limited optics i mean honestly in my opinion is just put them into carry optics and give carry optics guns magwells or something so then i don't know i mean division i look at it both ways man i mean I, i think it's another division for and if it can draw more guys in that want to play, man, great. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I think Curiopics is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's going to stay there. It's going to, it's, it, you know, and limited optics is, a, is another animal too. You know, like you said, you're shooting a, a Chili, right? I mean, mm -hmm. is it like the metal, the steel gun, right? Yeah. You know, those are nice. So, I mean, you, you could take a comp off and slap an op, keep an optic on there and you got a limited optics gun, you know, it's kind of, kind of cool. Um, yeah. You know, that's my opinion. I know. I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Time will tell, right? I mean, you know, look at production. I mean, I production I think is awesome, but it's just dying out. You know. Yeah. And no, well, everyone. I think it's harder and harder though to get new people into the sport into production, purely for the fact is that you still got to go out there and buy four to you know four to five more magazines, a bunch of mag pouches, you know, and. Because it's definitely this game. It's definitely yeah. USPSA on hard mode. They need to they need to bump the round count to fifteen, like Ipsic, and I think you'll 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 get a lot of people. Like when I shot Czech Republic, I know it's a hard comparison because it's Europe, but there's a ton of people shooting, you know, production guns that are you know fifteen rounds and you know tons of them. So maybe it's because there are certain countries they can't own optics or whatever. I don't know, but. You know, that's it's a big, it's huge over there. You know, not mm -hmm. just uh, I mean, oh, here is different, but um, I think you would have a lot more people. You got to reload every you know, 10 rounds, it sucks, you know. Yeah, well, it, I don't know if it's they can't get optics or I don't know. Do they, do they have a lot of people shooting PCC over there? It was a good amount. Um, there's some really good shooters over there shoot PCC, um, some like military guys, um uh <clears throat> i think in check there was we had like eight or nine hundred shooters and i think there was 160 or something like that 160 pcc shooters so it was a good amount you know? oh that's definitely a really good amount yeah it was a good amount yep not wrong yeah. with that that's for sure but um no. <laughs> oh, this is a good question um what is something that like you know current what would like current Oh, darn, but notification. That was loud in my ears. Anyway, what was something that Craig, right now, would love to tell past Craig about shooting? Um, that requires thought. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but... I think past Craig, the, I look at where I was and where I am now, and um, nowhere near what I want to be. Of course, I'm not trying to say I'm awesome, but um, is is to stay focused on the process. Because sometimes um, I would get I would get really focused on doing a certain thing, and then you forget to work on other things. And I suffered that area six, two years ago. And that was an example of one of those things where I was working on one specific thing. And, you know, my focus on targets had changed. I didn't even know it. And I was not focused properly on what I needed to be doing. And that was a stupid, dumb, young, you know, new, newer shooter mistakes. And if I could tell my younger self would be like, focus, you know, maintain your focus on what you need to work on and know, exactly what you need to work on the other thing i would say too is i my training has changed and and um i wish i could have 
known some of the things I knew now, like how I would train because training time is very, very, very hard for me. So back then it was, you know, I would just set up targets. I would not think previous, you know, I wouldn't think before I go out, okay, what am I going to work on now? It's like, all right, what are the specific skill sets I want to work on? Let me set up stuff to help with those skill sets. So there's a lot of wasted time, man, a lot of wasted time back then. Um, and so you learn how to streamline that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. my mental game has always been strong. And I know a lot of it's because of my job. Um, and I'm not, you know, that is what it is. I don't get, I do not get frazzled, man. I do not sit there and trash myself ever. Um, that, that is still on point. Um, but I think those are the things I would tell past Craig, you know, what to do. Mm -hmm. And it costs me, you know, when you learn through screwing up, you know, and it did cost me at matches. So that's what I would say, you know? Right. Well, at least, uh, <clears throat> at least, you know, that, right. You, you know, that your mental game is strong and you know, all these things now that yep. you'd love to pass on to yourself. So, and that's the good thing is that you're not, you know, there's always something, you know, you could, could have learned sooner. Right. Like, even oh, like, God, yeah. like I was talking to Tom yesterday. Uh, he's like, I, he's like, I wish I took a class like a lot sooner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you think about like the wasted, you know, it takes time. Some people are fast to get where they want to go or get better. Other people take slower. I wish, you know, I really could have been more efficient, you know, with my time, I would have gotten better quicker, you know? Um, not lazy, just, you don't necessarily know everything you're supposed to be doing, you know, mm -hmm. when you first start, you know, and you lose a lot of time doing that. So oh, getting yeah. with Tom early, that was a huge thing. Having Tom teach me early. That was a huge thing. Um, but again, you know, I told Tom, you know, and other people, when you train by yourself, whether it's dry fire or whatever, you are your own coach and your own critic. You have to be. You don't have someone sitting there telling you this stuff all the time. You've got to be, you know, paying attention to what you're doing, you know, and dry fire, especially listen, dry fire is, is a very, is an awesome, powerful tool, but it's also dangerous because if you're doing the wrong thing, you're, you're mentally programming the wrong thing, you know, mm -hmm. training scars, we call them in SWAT, you're getting a training scar, you know, and then you got to unlearn that and then relearn the right thing. So, you know, those things are the things I would like to, I wish I could have streamlined stuff back then. You know, right. I'd, I'd be different, much different to what I am now. Right. Which further along, mean, I should say, further along. So I don't know if you meant to do this, but it's a really actually good topical question I want to ask about. So, so you met, you bring up training scars, right? How um, has, you know, shot calling and competition aided your SWAT job? You know? So, you know, the, the correlation between the two, um, you know, look, the fundamentals of shooting are the same no matter what you do. If I'm launching rounds downrange at somebody or whatever, it's the same as you launching rounds downrange at a target. You have to have sight picture, sign alignment, target focus, trigger press, you know, all that stuff. You have to have those seven fundamentals. So it's the same thing. You're launching rounds the same way. But, you know, um, how has things helped and how has it hurt? So if I look at, like, in SWAT, you're not um, – there's not a lot of shooting on the move. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you're not, you're not, you know, walking out past cover, you know, launching rounds at someone as you're 
going moving across to another you know that's not necessarily the case because you're just you know it's kind of stupid it's not good tactics right but um there tom calls it wide feet and i used to have i mean i would have wide feet you know because you know if i'm holding on a position you know on a corner or whatever you know you, you got wide feet you know tom you know and, and that's one of my things is my footwork is my weakest thing because those are i don't want to say scars because there's those are things that in swat that we that i've done um and use and they don't necessarily transcend over now the other way around what is what is um shooting do so in competition shooting so you know all of us do it when you when you work a stage when you run through a stage you're mentally you know thinking about okay i need to put my foot here round you know gun there the swinger's going to come out there's a lot of things that you're constantly focused on and and it that helps you um you you learn to speed up your movements like a reload you learning to actually you know speed your hands up economy of motion is huge and that's helped me out a lot in SWAT is really economy of motion. Um, mm -hmm. target, target acquisition and then transitions from one target to another uh, is another big thing. So um, like, it, you know, you, you're, you're, you're engaging a target, you know, in training and then you're, you're coming over and you're engaging another target. So in short, you're shooting at the speed of your sight. So, and your, my speed has increased tremendously from shooting USPSA. So I could still shoot at the speed of my sight and then learning what is an acceptable shot. You learn what's an acceptable shot when you're shooting competitions. You, you know, not unless you're going to sit there and aim forever on an A zone, but you learn to launch two rounds in the A, call two shot, talk, call two A's and then move. And it, it's the same thing when I'm working for a SWAT. Like I'm not just launching rounds. You're accountable for every single round you fire, everything. There's not like, you know, there's no such thing as, yeah, I fired 30 rounds, you know what I mean? And they're all over the damn place. You know, that, that, that's not good. Right. Mm -hmm. So you learn how to, you know, shot call, you learn shooting at the speed of your sight. You learn the faster transitions, economy of motion, all those things, all those things are direct. They're direct job application to SWAT. And, and, um, you know, that was why I got into it. Now I didn't know all those things when I started, I knew it would help. So when I'd say help, you know, the word help is okay. Help. But now I can tell you, these are the things that help, you know? Um, and it's helped tremendously. Have I ever had to shoot anybody on duty? No, never. Thank God. Never. Uh -uh. Um, but uh, when we're training, I can tell you right now, you know, I, I know where my rounds are going on that target. They're not just going anywhere. And that's from shooting USPSA. You learn how to focus on what you need to focus at the time and then move, you know, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was hope and I'd hope you'd say something like that because that's, it's, you know, it's good training for that kind of stuff, especially in that application. Yes. There's two different, essentially two different concepts yeah they are but you still they both have good applications in in the other right so yeah so and it's probably easier you know if you got to have to do a, a debrief at the end of you know a, a an op or something you'd be like yeah i placed you know three rounds center of mass you know you know exactly kind of where they're at yeah the paperwork yeah. makes it a little bit easier <laughs> yeah i mean with you know with simunitions and stuff like that but like uh, that was a train of thought i was going to have like um it's what was I gonna say? Good lord, I'm gonna beat myself up. It's <laughs> had to go along with shooting the tactical stuff, but um it's it's different in SWAT, and I'll tell you the only thing is there's an argument, well, well, the targets don't shoot back. Yes, I understand that. It's not you know, so you have you hear some guys say that, you hear some guys go, 
you know, shooting competitions doesn't do a damn thing for you in the tactical war because the targets don't shoot back. And yeah, the targets don't shoot back. There's certain things we don't do. You're not going to just run out there in the open, you know, and everybody looks at people look at us shooting competitions and they just think that, you know, um, you know, Oh, look at exactly what they're doing. And that's not applicable to what we do. But if you mm -hmm. break it down, the, the fundamentals of what we do are directly applicable to what, what we do in the tactical world. Mm -hmm. You know, the tactics are totally different. No, man, we do combat clearing and all this, you know, everything we do. So it's not the same thing, but when you're, when your gun is up and you're, you have to launch rounds, it's exactly the same, thing. you know, um, that's what I tell people, you know, there's been a big, you know, there's kind of, I think it's kind of, you know, breaking ground where there's a lot of law enforcement guys starting to get into shooting and stuff. And there's a lot of alpha males. I'll tell you in SWAT, it's all alpha males, mm -hmm. you know, and a lot of guys don't want to come out and get embarrassed and they think they're going to get embarrassed. And I'm like, man, it's not even like that. I'm not even close, you know, because these guys are trained differently. It's not the same, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not the same type of training. So, and they just think that, you know, they're going to get embarrassed or whatever. And I think that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't come out, you know? So I, I'd, I'd like to see that change. I really would. Um, because I think if the people did, they would they'd have a blast, you know, and there's still some guys that, that are my SWAT buddies that some of them want to come out. So I think we're still trying to get them to come out. And I think it's going to happen, but you know, that's, um, you know, the, some of the differences and similarities between law enforcement and competition shooting. Mm -hmm. But if someone sits there and says that, that, that one, a competition is not going to help you. They're, they're insane. You know, they're insane. It's not, that's not even close. Yeah. They need to go check their ego at the door, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it may be just ignorance, you know, but no, 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 no. It, it's, it's, it's a, it's huge impact on, on a law enforcement shooting big time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, exactly. And I, and I agree with you. I mean, I'm not in law enforcement, but I totally agree with all those points that you just made. So But, but Craig, I, we are near the end of our time today, um, but we do need to plug the people who help support you. So you want to go ahead and plug your sponsors right now? Yes. Um, I mentioned before I shoot for DaVinci Machining. Um, I, I, I know that there's good PCCs, but I think they make the best one out there. I love it. Um, I, I, I love the guys I work with. I love David Padavan. He's a good dude. His family, um, Adriana, and I love shooting for that company. Um, if you are in the market for a PCC, you know, I would suggest using them or taking them, giving them a hard look. If, if there's any Da Vinci guy out there that you see wearing that Jersey or whatever, they'll let you shoot the gun. I mean, you see me around and you know, you're more than welcome to try it out. I'm always loving to talk, willing to talk about guns and stuff. My second sponsor is um, steel Valley casting for my bullets. Um, Ron's been awesome. Um, <clears throat> he, those bullets run and they work great and they're very accurate. Um, there's not much more you can ask, you know, on a coated lead bullet and uh, <laughs> it's excellent. And the customer service is awesome and the bullets are in stock. So um, I will, uh, you know, maybe we can put up, I got to look up the, the code, but there's a 10% off code. It's not even geared towards me, but it's just a general 10% off code that you get when you order. Um, so I would suggest you, you look up, you look them up because they're pretty good, real good. Um, I was, I love to say I've got like 15 other more sponsors, but I don't. <laughs> right. So. That's okay. I mean, everyone starts somewhere. It's like, it's not like we need a million of them. And I mean, like sometimes it gets a little ridiculous about how many are on somebody's backs and it seems like, but yeah, I mean, I mean 
We can't forget that the Tomcaster Shooting Academy totally. <laughs> Tom, Tom's not uh, a sponsor. He's my my closest friend, and I'll tell you right now, dude. Um, if you want to take a class, that guy gives a hundred and fifty freaking percent in a class. He's awesome, and he wants. He generally, like you said, and it's the truth. He generally wants you to get better. So he, you know, the guy gives and gives and gives back. You know, he really does. So if you're on the fence, it's the best money you're ever going to spend. It is the best. If you're serious about shooting and you want to get better and you want to avoid kind of some of the things that, you know, Tom said he wished he got training early. I wish I would learn how to streamline, you know, my training or be more efficient. You know, taking a class with Tom is going to get you on that road. and It's going to help you out big time. There's other good shooters out there with other good teachers. I'm not trying to, you know, trash anybody else. I'm just trying to talk good about Tom because I've taken his class and he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're on, if you, if you want to take a class, you definitely need to look him up. Yep. I agree. And he owes that. me money for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just kind of like how Todd Holmes says it's also his podcast. His, the time, the next level podcast is his as well. But, uh, um, Craig, uh, people want to get in touch with you on, um, what's the best way to do that? Um, I'm on Instagram at Craig McElhaney shooting and Facebook under my name. Uh, I'm not on Facebook all, all the time, but yeah, I, I check it all the time but I just don't, you know, surf to it, but it's Instagram mostly. Um, and I, I, and one of the things it's funny you said that, but one of the reasons why I got into shooting as well is just, um, you know, it's a hobby and I love I love meeting people, making friends, man. I mean, our community is small. So, um, in general, it really is when you think about it. And, um, you know, we talked about not getting into the politics and stuff. Listen, I love my, I love the hobby. I love the guys. I love, you know, I try to stay positive and, you know, it's always easy to talk negative. It doesn't matter what you do and in whatever job you do, but it's somehow, you know, guys turn it into more than what it is. And this is really, is just more about, you know, it's having fun and making friends, man. That's, that's what, that's what I love about this job or not job, but uh, competition. I want to win, but making friends is the best. So if you want to meet me, hook me up on a range, we'll talk. I'm more than happy to meet up with you, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and shoot the, shoot the shit. So. There you go. Well, Craig, brother, thanks for coming on. I've actually had a blast and it's been fun to kind of get into your brain space a little bit and uh, get to know uh, one of Tom's best friends. And uh, it's always a good yeah, time. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. No uh, problem, brother. We'll have to do it again at some time, but we can't, we got, we can't cut out the middleman, I guess. We'll have to let him be able to roast <laughs> us at the same time. Right. Yeah. You can, you can, uh, you can watch the banter back and forth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Craig, brother, thanks for coming on. And to the listeners, get out and do the things, and I will see you on the next one.